0: So your man is out here channeling his inner Dennis Rodman. Greg Popovich gave him the keys to the car and said, you are my new point guard. This is wild, y'all. Jeremy Sohan, yo, I love his hair. I love his energy. But the fact that he's going to be the starting point guard for the San Antonio Spurs is just too tasty to ignore. Welcome to... The Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. This episode is presented to you by Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Here are the waiver wire targets you need to take a look at for week 1 of the 2023-2024 fantasy basketball season. Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan is just rostered in 9.8% of ESPN leagues. Your man was the ninth pick in the 2022 draft. Jeremy Sohan was not on anybody's radar during most of our draft season, right? And what happened was Greg Popovich made the move to announce that he would be starting at point guard. What does that mean? That means that he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He's already built like a power forward. He's played power forward, small forward throughout his college as well as his NBA career. Right? He's six foot nine, two hundred thirty pounds. Your man was actually the ninth pick in the draft, so he's not somebody that's like anyone to sneeze at, right? And the fact of the matter is, last season he had pretty decent numbers. He averaged eleven points per game, five point three rebounds per game, and two point five assists with point. steals. And that's just at about 26 minutes per game. But check this out. Across 17 games in which he logged at least 30 minutes, he put up 16.5 points per game, y'all. 16.5. He also averaged 7.1 rebounds and 3.1 assists and and threw in 1.1 steals and 1.1 three-pointers. This is a red alert, or depending on the color of his hair, maybe it's a blue alert, a pink alert, a purple alert. Whatever you want, whatever color you want to associate with the alert, press the daggone button. Head to your waiver wire right now. Look at who is the worst player on your roster and think about dropping that player and plugging him in, because he's one of these players that could have phenomenal impact. On your fantasy basketball team and if you can get to him before your league mates you are putting yourself in a position where you could possibly be grabbing a league winning player from the washington wizards denny avdia denny is that guy right he is waiver wire rotation gold like you bring him in when you need to stream some someone in to get some points and he always delivers but the the Washington Wizards have a whole new look. Christophe Porzingis, out of town. Bradley Beal, out of there. It's a lot of opportunity, right? So most likely, he'll still come off the bench. It's not like he's going to be starting or anything like that. And with Jordan Poole and Tyus Jones in the mix, they're going to be tons of people who are going to have you know the, the rock in their hands. It's not like Denny Abdia is getting the keys to the car or anything, but... It's something you want to pay attention to because last season he averaged a career high 27 minutes per game, right? So it doesn't seem like any of that is going to decrease now with more um, opportunity bringing itself to the surface with these guys leaving town. Another thing that's worth noting is that he had a pretty good um, he had pretty good stats last year. He was averaging 9.2 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, 2.8 assists, 0.9 steals, and 0.9 threes a game. And I know we have people like uh, Monty Morris coming off the bench, but I still think that they're going to need someone to t- kind of drive that offense in the second unit. And I think Denny is the guy for the job. From the Atlanta Hawks, Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay is only rostered in 17.2%. Of ESPN leagues. Like when he came over to the to the Hawks, I thought to myself, like, what's happening? It's almost like they had too many people who played like the three and the four. There was John Collins. It was just like a mess. Then they moved John Collins out of town, right? So now it's like, hey, is Sadiq Bey gonna be that dude? There's a strong chance that he might start, y'all. There's a strong possibility that Sadiq Bey could be starting for the Atlanta Hawks. If that's the case. That could be crazy for fantasy basketball. When he played for the Pistons in 2021-2022, he averaged 33 minutes per game, averaged 16.1 points, 5.4 rebounds, 2.8 assists, and 2.6 three-pointers per game. So with Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, I don't think he'll get to that level. But I do believe if he starts that he'll have tons of fantasy basketball potential. From the Dallas Mavericks, Derek Lively, the second. So I know the Mavericks are notorious for experimenting with their front court, right? This young man is only rostered in 3.2% of ESPN leagues. And honestly, with people like uh, Powell and Kleber in their front court, I think that Lively is going to be that guy. He's also been um, starting for them in the preseason, and I think that's what's going to happen throughout the season. So the thing about a rookie is that there's just all kinds of runway for potential and production. So unlike people like Kleba and Powell, who we've seen that song and dance over and over again, with this young man, it's just like the, the sky's the limit. So we're hoping that he can contribute some blocks, we can he can contribute some rebounds. And also, it's worth noting, when he played for Duke, he registered 2.4 blocks per game. So it's not like we're making stuff up here. He's someone in college that showed that he can actually put up some defensive stats. And hopefully that can also transition into the NBA game. From the Chicago Bulls, Kobe White. Kobe White is somebody that I've been farting on for years. I'm, I've am i never been checking for him in fantasy basketball. But your man Lonzo Ball, like... Quiet is kept, and I like I hope I'm wrong, but your man career might be over. Like, we haven't seen Lonzo in so long. And I think the Bulls are kind of coming to that realization that, you know, maybe he's not coming back. They re-signed White, Kobe White, but they also re-signed Ayo Sumnu. So they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do. And and they also pulled in Javon Carter from the Bucks. So now they have a back a backcourt filled with like these B, C type players, somebody's going to rise to the top and claim that starting position. I have a strong feeling that it's going to be Kobe White. And if he can move in to that starting role, I believe he's going to have tons of season-long fantasy uh, value, hopefully. Uh, Also, he averaged 13.6 points, 3.9 rebounds, and 4.9 assists and 2.3 three-pointers over his final 15 games last season. And if he can get 25 to 30 minutes a game, I think that's the kind of production that we can see for him. So for that reason, I'm snatching up Kobe White. And just a few bonus guys you want to keep a lookout for on the waiver wire check out Christian Braun, Josh Green, and Terrence Mann. Here are the buy lows and sell highs that you need to pay attention to for week one of the 2023-2024 fantasy basketball season. Buy lows. First up, we got James Harden. James Harden is somebody that is getting drafted later than I've ever seen him get drafted, y'all. He's going in like the fourth round, fifth round. like He's just dropping depending on the size of your league. And lots of news is coming out about James Harden. So, what's happening? Guys who drafted way earlier, right? Guys who may be drafting him in the second or third round are looking down at their roster on their phone and they're like, man, I, I might have to get rid of this guy because he ain't coming to practice. Every other day, we get in a, a, a daggone ping from Shams and Woj about what's happening in Philadelphia surrounding the James Harden saga so what does this mean for you it means you might have have an opportunity to buy low that james uh that james Harden manager might be like panicking right now so this could be your opportunity to maybe send like a middle round guy over there and see if you can bring him back now listen here's my disclaimer if you make a move for james Harden. You better be prepared for the risk that you're taking on. It's not a guarantee that he's going, he might sit out for the season. We don't know. But I, I would say if you could trade your like middle round guys, let's say like Jared Allen or, you know, Walker Kessler, somebody like that, and get James Harden, if James Harden plays, oh my goodness, you're going to crush it. So just start thinking about if you can set, create a package even around some of your middle your middle round guys and getting him over to the James Harden manager to see if you can bring him back. Again, just be mindful. You're taking on a ton of risk, but if it works out, it could be a league winning move. Luka Doncic. Now, most people would not consider Luka a buy low right now because it's so early in the season. But you be surprised. We have our in our Discord about seventeen hundred fantasy basketball managers on TikTok. I see people asking questions because Luca has a calf injury that he's been nursing since he was playing overseas in the summer, right? So people people watch that stuff. People panic. People get concerned. So I drafted Luca. I paid. Top tier dollars for Luka Doncic in my points league, in my category league, wherever you drafted him. And now he might be out and I don't know how long he's going to be out. This has been a nagging injury. So as the Luka manager, I might be thinking to myself, yo, I don't know what's going to happen here. So if I can get back like a late round, first round, if I can get LaMelo, if I can get Halliburton, if I can get Steph Curry, right? If I can get one of those guys, I'll, I'll trade him right now. So if you are someone who wants Luka on your team and you have those first round guys, but maybe the guys who are in the middle or at the back end of the first round, especially in points leagues, this could be your opportunity. You could say like, hey, I'll give you Steph Curry and I'll throw in, you know what I'm saying, like one of my 10th rounders, ninth rounders, I'll throw in one of the Thompson twins with Steph Curry, throwback Luka, and that Luka Doncic owner, if they are worried about this calf injury might actually press accept on that deal. The next buy low is Kevin Durant. People have been sleeping on Kevin Durant all draft season, and I get it. He he's been injured for the last three seasons, right? People like remember the big injuries, but he also is out for ticky tack stuff. So I get it. I am higher than most on KD. So I'm on the record saying that. In the fantasy basketball community, I am one of the analysts that is super high on KD. I just believe this could be the year with Bradley Beal, with with Devin Booker, that he could stay healthy and be the KD that we know he can be. But... There's a KD manager in your league right now who drafted him in the second round, maybe even the top of the third, depending on the size of the league, and they don't really care for him like that. And you might look at him as like, yo, he's a first round value. If that's the case, try to create a package that would entice that manager to give you KD, you know what I'm saying, and see if you can bring him back to your squad. Now let's talk about some sell highs. Kawhi Leonard. So people are super duper high on Kawhi this year. For years, we were like, Kawhi is always resting. He's sleeping on a cot on the sidelines. Your man don't play. He don't show up. He not injured. All of these narratives have been created around Kawhi Leonard. But people really believe with this new collective bargaining agreement that things are going to be different in terms of players resting. So if you have Kawhi on your team, you might actually be able to get more value for him right now than you'll get once the season starts. So listen, if you draft in him, you might believe in him. But I also think that the temperature around him is really high. And this is your opportunity to move him if you want to get a return on your investment. Y'all going to get mad at this one. Y'all going to get mad at this one. The next sell high Victor Webinyama. Oh, my goodness. When they say that this young man is an alien, he is indeed an alien. I watched a game against Golden State the other night. Sort of highlights. I saw all of his highlights from the whole preseason. The NBA created a video. But, yo, it's for real. And I think long term, it's going to be something that impacts the NBA for years to come. But this year in fantasy... I do not believe that he's going to end the season as high as people believe. With that said, there's a lot of preseason hype right now going in to the season. So you might have a fantasy manager in your, uh, in your league. Maybe he's a Spurs fan. Maybe he believes the hype. Maybe he's like, yo, I read an article the other day or like saw a video. Somebody said Victor Webinyama has a chance to win the MVP and the defensive player of the year this year. Come on, man. Where, where, where they do that at? If if it's wrong, I'll raise. if I'm wrong, I'll raise my hand and say, hey, I was wrong. Victor Yama is not winning the MVP and the defensive player of the year this year. He might not even win rookie, rookie of the year with Chet out there. If someone is super high on Victor and you know they are, see if you could flip your Victor to get their first round guy. So I'm trading Victor Yama for Tyrese Halliburton in a heartbeat. For SGA, heartbeat. Tatum, done. Embiid, gimme. Jokic, Luka, yes. Yes. Giannis, let's go. So if you have someone in your league who's like a homer or like super into Victor Webanyama, this is your opportunity. Send that offer out there and see if you can get yourself a first-round player. The next sell high is Jordan Poole. People have been high on Jordan Poole all draft season. But then when he started playing in the preseason, oh my goodness. Your man dropped 41. The streets was buzzing. People are so high on Jordan Poole. They believe that he's going to average 25, 26 points per game this season. Listen, y'all, I do not believe that. It could happen. And if it does, I'll raise my hand and say I was wrong. Chances are he won't average that much. He'll have a decent season, but I don't think he's going to be on that level. So if you have him on your team and somebody's like, hey, listen, did you see what he did? He dropped 41. He's going to average 35 this year. He's a new Michael Jordan. Like, he's that guy. Then you know what you need to do? Take the top off. Boobies is out. Hair blowing in the wind. Send an offer. Send Poo over there. Maybe package another piece in there. See if you can bring a first-round guy back to your team and what you do is you lean into that yo you see he dropped 41 you better get him now while the stock is a little lower and see if you can get their late round first um their, their late first round pick something like that for Jordan Poole I think it could work you just have to find the right trade partner now let's open up the believe in fantasy basketball mailbag this is really cool because we're taking questions from our Discord community and many people out there who watch these videos or catch this content with the audio podcast have the same exact question. So if you want to ask questions, please join the Discord community because we want to make sure we provide as much value as possible. First up, we got my man Antek. Ant Tech says, in a points league, do you recommend streaming the first week or just seeing how your teams play out. So for me, I'm always going hard with streaming. I like to make sure that I can like start my season off strong. So if people are like laying back to see how others are doing it, like I'll be like putting my foot in a back. No joke. Right? Like I'm gunning. I'm not playing no games. I'm streaming at least one spot to, to start out unless I get a really big lead uh, a big lead early and also I have my players playing way more games for the rest of the week. For the first week we start. Uh, we don't have um, games every night of the week, so we have a shorter week, but still, I would strongly recommend Antec at least streaming one spot so you can start the season strong and put your foot on a freaking neck. The next question is from Dot. He says, why isn't it good to have players from the same team? Mm, I don't even know if I think that's a bad thing, Dot. I think it depends on how many players you have from the same team. For example, if you are a Golden State Warriors fan and you drafted Curry in the first round, Clay in the second round, Chris, Chris Paul in the third round, and Draymond in the fourth round, and Looney in the fifth. Houston, or I should say Golden State, we have a problem, right? But if you have like Mobley and Allen, and that's what, and those are the only two Cleveland Cavalier players you have, like that's all good. So if you have like three players from the same team, it could be hard, especially if there's a critical week where they play less games, that could be an issue, right? So if you have, let's say, Mobley, Mitchell, and Allen, who are real who are three very, very good players in fantasy, but let's say in your playoffs they only played two games one week, that could be problematic. So I would try to keep it at two from the same team if you have to, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's really negative unless you go straight homer style and you're trying to have your whole starting lineup from the same team. The next one is from Harish Patibanda. He says your top five best rookies to pick up from the waivers. So these are not my top five rookies. These are just rookies that are available on most waiver wires right now. The first one I talked about uh, in a previous episode is Derek Lively, the center from the Mavericks, somebody you want to keep a keep an eye out for. And this is in order. I would take Derek Lively first. Then we have uh, Bilal Koulibaly from Washington, Yo, he he used to play with Victor Webanyama in France. Your man is nice. Like, if he's if he doesn't do it this year, he's gonna do it next year. He's 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 really a really good fantasy basketball um asset. We got Keontae George, Taylor Hendricks, and Jamie Jaques. So those are my five that I would recommend looking out for. This one is from He, Real Brad Pitt. He says, What is the importance of utilizing streaming? even in a smaller six-man points league to gain an advantage. So listen, streaming is critical because fantasy basketball, unlike fantasy football, is not really created on an even level. And what do I mean by that? In fantasy football, people play on Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays. Everybody plays unless they have a bye, right? In fantasy basketball, however, some teams have two games you know, in a week while others might have five games in a week. So because of that, it kind of makes it imbalanced sometimes. So to offset that, you have to stream. Don't get me wrong. If you're in a league where no one is streaming, then it won't really matter, right? But if you want to have an advantage, if you're if your league mates don't know how to stream or or they're not streaming then you have an advantage and you can like crush them like put your foot in a back like you have to stream so i I always tell people like unless you're up by 200 300 points or whatever like you should be streaming every single spot that you have if you have six acquisition um you know moves that you can make, Make all six. If you have seven, make all seven. We should be draft we should be um, streaming every single week and again, put your foot on their neck. But now that you're prepared to dominate week one, make sure you check out our episode about 50 fantasy tips that will help you win your championship. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveinFantasy.com. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at BelieveinFantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.